0: Well, there's been a lot of bad news in the last several months. This has been a very different year than probably any of us have ever experienced. Um, when I think about it, I, I look at my own life and I'm like, I've never been through anything like this. And I've faced a lot of things. I've faced some physical challenges, to say the least, that started back in 2020 and um, Faced them, God brought me through, thank God. Uh, That was a tough decade. I went through a lot that decade. And then, when was it, 2004, 2005, where we faced uh, three hurricanes in Orlando within six weeks period of time. How many of you were here? Wow, Um, a bunch of you. I remember my daughter, my youngest, coming to me and saying that week, she said, "Dad." It was like uh, Thursday, I guess. She said, Dad, shouldn't we be doing something? They were talking about it, possibly coming across the state. I said, honey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. There's never been a hurricane in Orlando in 30 years. I'm just telling you, I'm a pastor. I'm not a prophet. All right, so anyway, um, that Friday night, about eight o'clock at night, I'm standing in the living room, hearing shingles being ripped from my roof, and uh, literally, I thought the roof was going to come off. Uh, it was a crazy night. My son, who is, uh, uh, my son's something else. He's incredible, but he put a football helmet on, went out, sat in the middle of University Boulevard, hanging onto a tree, experiencing the hurricane firsthand, um, so Anyway, uh, you see why I have to go to my hairdresser and get uh, those gray hairs taken care of. And and, uh, anyway, that's a shock to some of you because you didn't think I did. But uh, anyway, all right, get back on track here and uh, don't share too much, all right? Anyway, it was a tough time to go through. But even then, during those hurricanes, the electricity was out a couple of weeks and uh, staff went on to church anyway to to, uh, talk to anybody, pray with anybody. People were driving through the parking lot saying, I brought my tithe, we're out there taking people's tithes. (laughs) People are still giving in the midst of three hurricanes and so this has been different though. All of us know it, starting in March, totally different. Closed down the church for several weeks which I did not want to do and uh, facing all that all of us face, the uncertainty of it, the uh, fear that was portrayed on just about every channel uh, to all of us and what was gonna happen and millions were gonna die. Um, Thank God for his grace and mercy. Thank God you're here. Thank God you're alive. You're praising him this morning and exalting the name of the Lord. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Um, But the first lockdown happened in March, of course, and um, then the terrible death of George Floyd, and then the death of 200,000-plus Americans, and all that we have faced, the world economic situation, 100 million-plus people plunged into poverty, the uh, conflict now with uh, governors and different ones shutting down, locking down the world health organization saying, don't do that, that's the wrong approach, and uh, they made some mistakes, I believe, by their own admission, but this one is uh, something I would hope that people would listen to, but they don't appear to be listening. The economic crisis that has happened as a result of lockdowns, the loss of jobs and businesses that may never return, it's been a difficult year, It's been a year of bad news, Uh, but the good news is Jesus Christ is still on the throne and he is alive forevermore. Well, do you understand that soaking yourself in bad news is harmful for you? It's just bad for you mentally, physically, emotionally, it's bad. Well, physical effects of bad news are real chronic levels of stress, which can cause headaches, muscle tension, stomach problems, anxiety, sleep disorders, fatigue, lack of urgency about very major issues that we need to deal with. Bad news is bad for you and I. And yet this year, we have been flooded with bad news. When we watch news or hear bad news, you know what it has a tendency to do? It has a tendency to magnify the things that you and I are facing, which would typically be minimal, but when we are bombarded with other bad news, even our own issues tend to be elevated in our mind. It creates a negative mindset. Philippians chapter four, verse eight, a great verse, one that I hope you know already. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about things that bring you peace of mind. Think about things that cause the calm of your soul. I shared a little bit Wednesday night about some simple thing that has really uh, brought really joy to my heart in the last two or three months. Um, My mother was incredible at growing plants and flowers especially. before the last, I don't know, three or four years, if you brought a plant into my house, it was a death sentence, all right? It just, uh, just go ahead and put a cross on it because it was probably going to uh, have a demise, all right? But recently, God has really brought that back to me and, and, you know, orchids, and I've got a beautiful orchid right now blooming inside of our house and other beautiful plants but one I was so proud of. Bought it, small, it was in a pot, hung it on a tree limb, right out straight in front of our house so that everybody driving into our neighborhood could see it. We're the first house. That thing grew and grew and grew. It had all these, had uh, purple flowers, white flowers, pink flowers, another color, I forget. Anyway, and this thing just grew up over the pot and it's hanging down, and it's huge, like this. And I just stand out there at times and just look at it. I mean, I'm I'm amazed, it just brings me joy. I drive home, I'm looking at it. I leave in the morning, I'm looking at it. And then, this week, cold weather came to my house. I don't know if it came to yours, but it came to mine. And uh, freezing. One morning, 42 degrees when I came out really early in the morning, and I looked at my plant and my heart sank. And I'm like, oh, it looked horrible. All the blooms were off. I didn't know what to do, I was in a panic. I, I grabbed it, I, I was gonna take it in, and I got bought, you know blooms all over the laundry room. I went back out, I hung it again, God. That afternoon, I took it and put it in the garage. Uh, I want you to know it's alive and pray for it. It's hanging on, all right? So uh, I went ahead and rehung it, and, and the blooms are coming back. Thank God forever. God's good, isn't He? I'll tell you. Now you say, well, Pastor, it's just a plant. I know it's just a plant but it brings me joy, all right? So anyway, because it it just touches my mind, my emotion, and there are things like that in your life that bring you joy, but there's nothing that will bring you joy like the presence of God. No plan, no person, no event, just the presence of God, just like this morning. Oh, I am so thankful we have Pastor John and the team up here and the musicians. Oh, my God, have mercy. Have mercy. Uh, When I grew up, I mean, it wasn't like this. It may have been a banjo, a piano player. She was not that good. But anyway, I mean, she did the best she could. Bless her heart. Bless her, Lord. Anyway, she's probably in heaven now. But she played for 40-something years, and I thank God for her. But we are so blessed. And don't ever take it far granted. All right, where am I at for heaven's sakes? All right, good news. Um, Good news changes us just like bad news does. Bad news is like eating junk food. Some of you need deliverance from junk food, don't you? And so uh, you need deliverance. There is deliverance for you, I will assure you, from junk food. But healthy food is like or good news is like eating vegetables and fresh fruit. Everybody deals with bad news differently, and this year has been no exception. All of us in this room have reacted differently to all that has happened. God wants us to get into the Word. God wants us to respond according to the Word of God, regardless of what we go through. But all of us have maybe responded a little bit differently, and initially, but God's gonna help us to get to where he wants us to be. Uh, the world, I don't know what they do. I, I guess part of me does. They, they have addictions, they, they get involved in things that are trying to bring them some measure of peace. Uh, they may be in meditation, whatever they try. Nothing is as successful as the presence of God entering into a man or a woman. I came across the video. I probably shouldn't show you this. But when I read it, it said, this woman de-stresses. When she has stress, she does this to de-stress. Now, it's a little cringeworthy, so, watch the video and we'll talk about it all right this precious woman um, now you see the smile on her face she's not stressed you are but she's not and this is she's crazy isn't she she's absolutely crazy but Since we're Christians and we don't judge, instead of judging her, maybe you should go home this afternoon and try it, all right? So, you never know. It may bring a great smile to your face. I would recommend driving by my house and seeing the flowers versus that, all right? So, anyway. Now, bad news is not over. That's... It's not over. Someone said, I can't wait to 2021, and I'm like, oh yeah. Um, Well, I don't think 2021, day one, is gonna be any different than the last day of 2020. We're gonna move into some more bad news, but the good news is you and I know Christ, and no matter what the bad news is, you and I can face it by the grace of God. We can do all things through Christ, who strengthens us. It's almost as if we are moving at warp speed toward the tribulation period. We're not there, but we are moving quickly toward that period of time. Let me give you a verse, Luke chapter 21, 28. It says, now when these things begin to happen. The world is being turned upside down in Luke 21. All kinds of unusual situations are happening in chapter 21. And then Jesus says, when these things begin to happen, and things are beginning to happen, and so you and I need to take notice. When it begins to happen, what does Jesus say? What does he say? He says, look where? Up, look up. Why don't you do that right now? Why don't you just look up? Just look up. When you look up, sometimes in worship, you find yourself just looking up and just picturing. Now I know you see lights and darkness up in the ceiling, but it's more than that. Looking up is that Jesus, heaven, I'm going there. This is not my home, and we, we start contemplating. Uh, being away from this place and being in the presence of God for eternity. Look up, he says, lift up your what? Heads, because your redemption draws near your redemption. When you and I were born again, we experience redemption. The initial forgiveness of our sins, salvation coming into our life, Christ by his spirit, ruling and reigning in our life. And then, this particular verse is talking about our ultimate redemption. Not just our salvation, but because of salvation and redemption at salvation, it is the ultimate redemption where he's talking about, look up, your redemption, your ultimate deliverance out of this place into a different Place And so, don't get caught up with this. Get caught up with that is what Christ is saying. Don't get caught up with the bad news. Get caught up with the good news. Now, Matthew chapter 11. This is, um, this is an interesting verse. Matthew eleven four 4 and 5. Jesus replied, now, let me stop there because those of you at Michigan Street want to know what's going on here. Those a red bug and online. What is Jesus saying in reply to? What's going on? John the Baptist, who came preaching repentance, forerunner of Christ, was standing baptizing, looked up, sees Jesus coming toward him, and says, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. In front of all of those around him, confidently assured that what he was saying was true. Now, John is in jail. Can we say he's in lockdown? They've locked him up. They've said you can't leave this cell He didn't know what his future was gonna be. He was in that jail cell, night and day. No doubt his disciples maybe were able to come and at least talk to him some, we know they did here. And he's in lockdown, just like some of you that for whatever reason, physically or because you are staying with somebody, you're in lockdown. And you're experiencing some things similar to what John experienced. If you read the scripture right preceding this verse, John says to his disciples, amazingly, he says, guys, two of you, go find him. Go find him and ask him, are you the one or should we look for another? Wow. When they got there and they saw Jesus, they said, John, he's in prison. He's going through a tough time. He, he's doubting. He, he doesn't really know if you're the Messiah or not. And so he really wants you to assure us so we can tell him. Jesus did not say, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? John sent you here to ask me if I was the Messiah? John, the one that proclaimed, I'm the Son of God, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world? John, the one that baptized me? You go tell him I'm ashamed of him. Now I'm saying that because some of you that have been in lockdown, you have experienced some doubt You have experienced some emotional turmoil, and I want you to know, Jesus is not ashamed of you. Jesus knows human nature is such that in a place you've never been before, you can feel some thoughts and have some thoughts and emotions you've never had before. So he said to John's disciples, look what he said, go and report back to John what you have seen and heard, the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. The good news is proclaimed to the poor. In that day, the poor didn't hear very much good news, but when Christ came, he brought to the poor good news that he loved them as much as he loved the rich. He loved everybody and that was such good news to the poor and the poor heard him gladly. He brought good news. So for you that are maybe still in lockdown, I want you to know something. I want you to think about this morning instead of what you're battling in your mind and emotions, I want you to think about what you already know Christ has done in your life, you start repeating and declaring what Christ has already done. Uh, I'm just telling you, Jesus is still at work in the midst of all that's going on. He's still at work. He is saving the lost. Millions are coming to Christ in the midst of all of this. They're coming to Christ in the midst of bad news. Bad news has a tendency to bring fear. Good news brings joy. That's what the angels declared over the shepherds when they brought the good news of the birth of Christ. Don't be afraid. We bring you good news of great joy that shall be to all people. Wow. America needs some joy. America needs joy good news. All this bad, God wants to turn into good. That's what Christ wants to do. There is a, uh, they have put together a testimony of a couple, and they represent hundreds of people in this church, maybe a 1,000 plus people in this church. But uh, they faced what everybody faced, decisions in the very beginning. And they made a choice, hearing the bad news, to do something that's
1: turned into
0: good news. Let's watch it.
1: Even in bad times, there's always good news.
2: So, my name is Melendez. We, we came to Florida after I retired from Michigan. Uh, we've been a paid assembly from
1: 2007?
2: Since 2007, somewhere around there,
1: yeah. Uh, but we started uh, being involved with, I started with a uh, player team and the ladies ministry and then my husband decided to be an usher well they call him and he decided to be an usher and um men's then ministry, men's so. ministry and then i tag along with the usher as well and we just love to just be this is our home mm-hmm. our church is our home we got involved in the grocery distribution because we've since the beginning and we haven't missed any because we like it and it's part of our our being you know, and we enjoy it. Well, it just kind of,
2: for me it's an easy thing to do, I personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a need there. We, you need a hand, I'll be, I'm there. Yeah.
1: It's just that we can't allow situations in life stop us for what God wants us to do. And we knew that this was a call that He has placed in our life yeah. for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And we actually look forward to do it. And we know that there's a way when you do that just to spread joy. It's just not groceries. We just let the Holy Spirit guide you and you find yourself praying for people um, mm-hmm. that are in need and, and they're so thankful because the, the food is just the tool God uses that to reach to the heart of people. And we had a story where mm-hmm. uh, one last, one couple, uh, November had just going to vote um, and heard about the outreach and just, they were just the last one, there was nobody else. It was just my husband and I, and they just drove by. And we just talked to them. And um, I asked them if they needed prayer. So we pray. and then we gave them some groceries. And then I said to them, what church did you go to? And he goes, well, we're actually looking for a church. And then we engage, and my husband just uh, joined right. me as well. And then we started talking and inviting them to church. So I said, look for us on Sunday morning. My husband and I are always there. So it so happened, I got sick that Sunday and I couldn't be there, but because he was there, he came home and says, take him. Awesome. So they did come. The following Sunday, when I was able to come to church, I saw them and they came and says, hi, hi, how you doing? And we got to talk and they said we love it. We're very happy. We love this church, this is awesome. And, and if we weren't there, then they wouldn't come. You know, so God has a way you know, a plan, and we have to be willing and ready and available.
2: We started helping and serving with uh, food distribution because here's another ministry in the church. We had done it in the past with other church in another church, and it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it. We dance, we laugh, we make people smile, and and we see the joy of other people as well. So
1: It's a way to just reach out to people. Yeah. venue avenue that the Lord opens for us to serve him. That's and good. we want it to be ready and willing and available.
0: Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Nilda said something there. She said, regardless of the circumstances, you gotta do the will of God. And I want to thank all of you who regardless of the circumstances, you did the will of God. And uh, I may not even know who you are, but God does. And God is pleased with you and he's gonna reward you and blesses the kingdom of God when you're doing the will of God regardless of the circumstances of life. Yes, there may be bad news ahead as far as bad news is concerned. Maybe even more lockdowns or attempted lockdowns. I'm glad I don't live in some places right now They're under severe lockdowns, even though the World Health Organization is warning the world, don't do it. The economic, the emotional, the suicidal, all of the issues that arise as a result of lockdowns, even they are realizing it is uh, causing more severe problems than even the spread of the sickness. More lockdowns, possibly. More job losses, unfortunately. More divorce? Let me say something, dear God have mercy as a pastor. My heart is absolutely grieved at what I see and I'm hearing and reading, but even how it's impacted people that I know about this whole thing of divorce and people Living in different situations under stress and then instead of getting closer, falling further apart, dear God, have mercy. Don't make life-changing decisions in the midst of temporary bad news, addictions, abuse, uh, suicides. Reggie last week told about going to Baton Rouge, but what he did not tell on this platform was this, that they called him to go there because 27 Middle schoolers and high schoolers had committed suicide in the last month. And so think of it, 27 middle schoolers, dear God, have mercy. High schoolers, we've got to reach those people. We've got to reach them. Who's going to reach them? Who has the answer? We have the answer. It's Jesus Christ. So today, with all that may happen, keep a smile on your face knowing we've got the good news. Look up, if you're here today or online at the campuses, wherever you are, and you are not born again, if you're not born again, I want you to do what that scripture says earlier that we read, look up. But I want you to look up so that you can look up with the thought of God, I need you. I need you, God, please change my life. Forgive me of my sins, God. And then those of you that are born again, and there are thousands that are listening right now. You're born again. You love Jesus. You may have struggled like all of us have, even like John the Baptist did, with doubting, is he really the one? And yet, here you stand as a believer. You love God. And though you're not perfect, you love God. And you appreciate so much what Christ has done in your life. Well, in the midst of everything we may even yet face, you too look up for your redemption, your ultimate, ultimate deliverance from this world is drawing near. But then once you look up and thank God for that good news, then you look back down and you look around and you say, God, use me to do whatever I can do to touch a life, to encourage, to draw to Christ, to pray for, and even those of you in lockdown now. You need call people, you need to call people, encourage people, you need to get on Facebook, encourage people, Instagram, whatever you use, Twitter, encourage people, pray for people, tell them you're praying for them, Encourage them in any way you possibly can. Just because you are somewhat limited doesn't mean physically, doesn't mean you have to be limited spiritually. So let God use you and give you inspiration and wisdom to be used of God. So let's look around, see the need and say, I rejoice because out of bad is gonna come good. Say amen, thank God. So bow your heads with us please. Father, in the name of Jesus. I come to you, and I ask you, Lord, to touch every person online, in the atrium, at Redbug Lake, at Michigan Street, God, every person in this building, Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. God, if we've gotten discouraged, if we've doubted, speak to our hearts. Remind us, O oh Lord, of all that you've done in the past, and all that you are presently doing. Oh, God, thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, that you claim us even when we don't feel like we're worth claiming. God, touch every person, especially this morning. Those that may not have that personal relationship with you, those that know about you in their mind but don't have a heart experience with you. Holy Spirit of God, touch those at Redbug in and Michigan and online here. God, touch hearts that are far from you. Touch them, Lord. You've been drawing them. You've been speaking to them. You've had people praying for them. And God, I pray they would surrender and say yes to your great love and forgiveness in the name of Jesus. And so across this building, online, if that's you, you're far from God. Yet, he's not far from you because he's been after you for a long time. So let him touch your life. Let him draw you to a relationship with him. Let him forgive you change you. There's a young person in here. You need Christ. You need to finally make that decision and say, yes, I'm going to serve him. So right now, while people are praying for you all over this building and there at the campuses, people are praying. Christians are interceding for people that don't know him. And as they pray, I want to ask you to do something there at the campuses online here in the building. If you need Christ, you need to get right with God. Slip your hand up right now. Why don't you do it? Just slip your hand up high. You're here. You know you need God, so slip it up. I'm waiting. Yes, others. God bless you. In the back, others, quickly, just lift your hand. In the risers. God sees your heart. For heaven's sakes, he knows everything about you. Anybody else? He knows the pain that you feel right now. And he says to you, he loves you. Turn to him. Turn to him. Do it now. Turn to him. Anyone there at the campuses, just raise your hand and say yes to God. Stand with us, please, all over the building. Stand with us. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God forever. As always, we're going to open these altars. First and foremost, the greatest need of any human being is to be born again, to experience having eternal life. That's the biggest need in this building or listening online. But also, is Christ concerned about you? You're going through something? Of course. He didn't chastise John. He says, go and tell him, encourage him. Tell him all that I'm doing, encourage him. Tell him the poor, hear me, the good news. Tell him, encourage him, guys. He needs encouragement. He knows how to encourage you. He knows how to deal with your heart so that you can walk out of here different than you walked in and some of you are dealing with things that you've not told anybody but God already knows so I want to challenge you in a moment pastor John's going to lead us in a course if you raise your hand you need Christ I want you to come if you're here you've got another need in your life I want you to come even if you are here and you're praying for someone someone has got issue someone's lost a job they're they're despondent they're in the hospital whatever their need is you come and stand in the gap for them all right so pastor john's going to lead us let me challenge you any prompting from the spirit you respond you step out you come let's pray together before you leave this place jesus my god Oh God, if you lift your hand, come If you need prayer, come Step out and come Make your way to this altar Let's pray before you leave this building today Jesus, 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 Jesus It's who I am It's who I am We are good God God Almighty Need Christ. There are others. Don't stand back. You need Christ. Step out in come. Make your way to this altar. Let's pray today. Jesus, 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 my God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Say that name with me, would you please? Jesus, Jesus. Again, Jesus. Jesus, we need you, Lord. Jesus, we need you. We need you, Lord. God, we look up to you, oh Lord God, for the great promises for our lives, for the kingdom. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty pastor john's going to lead us in prayer these altars are still open
3: for you so don't hesitate god bless you father in jesus name thank you so much lord for speaking to our hearts today for encouraging us with your word god thank you for your presence that's here right now your spirit it's ministering to those that are reaching out to you for answers and situations turned around for salvation for deliverance for healing lord god we believe that your spirit is working and moving on lives even in this moment, God, here in the sanctuary and even over our broadcast. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name that each person, Lord God, would receive exactly what they need from you, God. And I pray that they would not leave this moment the same, but that they leave full of your joy, full of your peace, Lord God, and full of the understanding that you love them and that you'll keep them from this moment forward, God. And I pray that each and every one of us under the sound of my voice, as we navigate this week to come, I pray, God, that you would lead us and guide us, help us, Lord God, to live lives that please you, Lord God, To live lives that are standing on the promises of your word for us lord and i pray god that when we would all come back together if it be your will that god we would magnify you and bless you with great testimonies of your goodness we thank you we honor you and thank you for a great week to come in jesus name amen amen and amen god bless you church